Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft Tapes. Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes. I am Jeremy, your keeper of Arcane Lore. We play Call of Cthulhu, a horror role-playing game based upon the fictional works of H.P. Lovecraft. Your investigators of the unknown are Brian, as Special Agent Jack Whiteside. Now I just need to get rid of the both of them and I can have all these copy machine shredders all to myself. Gabe, as Special Agent Roy Arroyo. One time I met Vinnie Jones in a gas station bathroom. And Matt, as Detox. I love the smell of a government conspiracy cover-up in the morning, evening, afternoon, or whatever hour of the day this might be. Uh, I'm still stuck on Vinnie Jones, I'm sorry. (laughs) How long did it take you to finish up? And done. Was it as enjoyable for you as it was for Vinnie Jones? Yeah, I've seen Midnight Meat Train. (laughs) Welcome, players. How is everybody doing tonight? Very nice. Good. It depends on how you look at it, really. You said players, not characters. All right, well, let's take a quick moment to check for any letters from beyond. On iTunes from Austria, the one over in Riley says, Five stars. The podcast revolves around the pen and paper Call of Cthulhu inspired by the works of H.P. Lovecraft. These guys do an amazing job at balancing great storytelling, good role-playing action, and jokes that will make you laugh aloud even if you are alone at home washing dishes. I've listened to lots of similar podcasts, but nothing compares to this one. And on Facebook, Elizabeth Ann Laverne Clark sent a, a photo of Behold... Taco shrimp. Hard to stuff. Not too bad tasting. Those Aussies are on to something. That's awesome. <laughs> I want a shirt, damn it. <laughs> and finally on Twitter, thanks to at Nyad Naturalist for sharing a photo of her hellish backyard bird feeders dripping with ice. One can only imagine the frozen corpses of her aviary companions fall into the brittle grass and left there to thaw next spring only to become worm food. The circle of life. Well, before we begin, we do need to take a quick commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsor. Rick Cage here. You know, when I'm not busy pretending to be a vampire, or chainsaw fighting, or punching furries, I like to build ornate but secure cages. The kind of cage you keep a bird in. You know, tweet, tweet, or whatever. Or maybe a monkey that only has 28 days to live. I don't care. It's your cage. You do what you want with it. But if you're in the market for a cage, and I mean any kind of cage, you damn well better think of me. Rick Cage, take a look at this one. Took me over two hours to bend up all them wires with needle-nose pliers. It also took about two ounces of cocaine just to concentrate. That's craftsmanship, man! Inside, you'll see the original Declaration of Independence. Ain't nobody getting in that cage, mister. It's a cage cage! Over here, I spent a whole weekend using bamboo shoots from Vietnam to build this cage with no door. (laughs) How do you get in? You don't. And you see that rock inside? It ain't getting out either. That's a cage cage guarantee, my friend. Now that one over yonder, that's all stainless steel. Used blowtorches and everything. It looks all postmodern and such. 
Nothing else is fit to hold what you see inside, though. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I guess it looks a little like that actor's face. You know the guy. Nothing but the best for him, right? Give me a ring. I'll build you a thing. Okay. That's a wrap. Commercial. And we're back. And that's why we call Brian Sticky Fingers McGee. <laughs> Don't smell them, though. He'll be out for a week. That product comes out mostly at night. Mostly. <laughs> kind of like that Furby I had as a kid. It would only talk at nighttime in the dark when I was trying to sleep. Even after I pulled the batteries out, that was the weird part. That like, was just it crying because of what you did to it. And now, dear investigators, we continue. Chapter 7. Bloodlines. Previously on the Lovecraft Tapes. Wary of the elevator shaft, the investigators first make their way upstairs to the second story of Winoka Point Research Center, where they scout around for any sign of Dan Williams. The nature of the unstable structure interrupts their progress, however, and they decide instead to rappel down the shaft of the elevator. Nearly 70 feet below, they find evidence of someone having recently disturbed the dust of decades, but Roy manages to erase any signs that they could have tracked. Splitting up, Jack discovers what appears to be a medical storage room of some sort, while Roy finds something a bit more interesting than a shredder, and Detox dwells on the remains of the dead person in the elevator. It is currently Monday, October 1st. 11.55, almost midnight. Enough time for one more story. One more story before 12, just to keep warm. Jack, you're shining your flashlight into the oversized storage room when you hear a peculiar squeaking sound that echoes in the dark emptiness. Roy, you're shining your flashlight into yet Another chamber filled with smaller rooms, all their doors closed tight. Reflexively, you glance toward the far northeast corner, hoping to catch a glimpse of another primo paper shredder. Instead, you see an old combination safe. Detox. You're staring at the withered corpse lying at the bottom of the elevator floor, suddenly realizing that no one else dared to even search the pile of bones and ragged clothing. Just then, your walkie-talkie, turned low enough so that only you can hear it, emanates a ghostly voice. Help! Can anyone hear me? I'm going to kind of pull the walkie-talkie up off of my bag strap and go, um, is uh, someone on these frequency down here? And I'm going to wait and see if I get a response. Um, this is uh, Julio Estrada. Uh, well, uh, good news for you. I'm also on the bottom floor of the Winoka Point Research Center in the entryway of the elevator uh, looking at a skeleton, or a dead person anyway. Can you help me? I, I, I need to get out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll try and find the entrance to the sub-basement uh, as quickly as I can. I have a couple of friends here with me. Uh, shouldn't be too difficult to, to get you out of here. We have a, a boat outside and everything, so hold tight and uh, 
you know, keep the line open if I if I need you to. Uh, if I, when I get close, I might ask you to like you know bang on a wall or something, make Whoa. some noise so we can we can find you. But n- until I get a little closer, uh, just you know try and save battery on these things. They're not the most reliable, and uh, I'll see what I can do. I guess. Please hurry, my leg. I've been down here for a long time. Please help. Well, I'll I'll be right there. It's just. Hold on. Uh, I'd like a large number five with a Diet Coke. I'm, I'm trying to keep my weight down. Roy is shining his flashlight over towards the corner, and he sees a safe. I'll go over to the safe and pick it up. Why don't you go give me a spot hidden roll, please? I need a 70. I got a 48. That's a success. So you easily see it just strikes you as odd. You know, you have eyes only for the safe at this point. But each of these doors, as you move along the uh, chamber, look very similar to the ones that you've seen on the upper levels. But these have a bit of black mold growing on them. Hey, at least it wasn't a bit of honey. The small safe is pretty standard. Looks like it's uh, your combination safe. They could probably get it any uh, staples. So I gotta look for a squirt gun. It looks like it probably could be snapped open pretty easily with a crowbar of some sort or uh, potentially a really hard success on a pick lock. Then I'll go to Jack and I'll be like, hey, do you have the crowbar? Give it to me. So we will actually shift back to Jack, who is standing in the storage facility beyond the double doors that he went to and he he actually hears a squeaking noise emanating from the darkness to the north damn kids and their makeout parties being from louisiana i I know that sound may be rats but i'm gonna listen closer to see if i can identify it go ahead and give me a listen roll i needed a 55 i rolled a 75 so i failed Spend the luck. Spend the luck. <laughs> it sounds a little bit like a mechanical thing. We couldn't get Roy a date, so I had to build him a kissing robot. <laughs> I'm going to uh, start walking up towards here, where on the other floors I would have known to be a lab of some sort. Let's switch back to uh, Detox. You do hear Roy moving back towards you from the north. Swing around and kind of grab him as he walks past. Um, hey, Roy, uh, you... Don't happen to know which way Jack went, right? Because um, uh, things just got a little bit more complicated and slightly more interesting. I don't know, but I'm looking for him too. Um, well, I mean, we have a set of doors here, so if I take a guess, he's probably right through these. He's probably back the way I came. You can go there. I'm going to walk through the double doors and see if I can't spot Jack. The uh, two of you stride uncomfortably towards the open double doors right here in the uh, west wall. And uh, you do see Jack, who is standing just at the threshold of a archway, which I'm now going to reveal. (sighs) And Jack, you see what appears to be a large chamber to the north which mirrors what you've already seen on the upper levels. And it's quite clearly another lab area with a lot of stations and test tubes all overturned and broken. I'm going to need you to make a spot hidden, please. I needed a 70 and I rolled a hard 17. It's very dark in here. You can see like what appear to be animal cages overturned. You, you continue to hear the weird squeaking noise, which is sort of rebounding around. Now that I'm closer, I, I'm going to try to listen to see if I can find out what direction it's coming from. 
Cool. Go ahead and give it to me. Uh, I needed a 55. I got a 37. Right about here in the north wall, you do detect it's it's sort of over in that direction. Okay. Uh, so we'll switch back quickly to Detox and Roy, who are both standing in the uh, double doors looking for Jack. Jack, you in here somewhere? Jack. Jack, you do hear Detox and Roy calling from behind. All right. I'm going to... Um keep looking forward but i'm going to turn my flashlight back towards them and just do a couple quick flashes and then aim it back over in that direction detox turn the lights on be easier to see if we had the lights on. i'll shoot my flare gun at him well, i guess that answers that and i'm gonna head over to where the i saw the flashlight flash detox roll a spiton please all right oh, i needed a 50 and i rolled a 57 that's a failure anything you want to do about that no the two of you go up to the northern portion of the chamber, and you see clearly uh, Jack, who has discovered what appears to be a animal cage. And he's standing over it, shining his flashlight, and inside is a, what appears to be a rat. And, and what's very odd is as you make your way towards this fallen cage, you notice many other fallen cages. Among these fallen cages, you see the skeletal remains of hamsters, monkeys. So there are larger cages. And you actually even notice, much to your eternal sadness, dogs. You do see some cats. But all of this leads up to one fallen cage that is sort of tucked behind a desk. As you look in closer with your flashlight, it's quite clear that there's a rat in this cage. And it's quite clearly alive and moving around and squeaking. And Despite all its rage, it is still just a rat in its cage. Corgan! Corgan! Billy, come out! Shine the flashlight knowing the other two are coming up and kind of look at the cage to see if it, if it resembles the other cages or if it looks like it's a new cage. So broken down and rusty. Yeah, it's actually uh, circa the exact same materials, everything. I'm going to shine my flashlight back and see how close the other two are to me. They're coming up. They're about uh, 30, 40 feet behind, but clearly making their way towards you. I'm going to verify that the cage is sealed and shut. It is. Pick it up and set it up on a counter, whatever I'm closest to, that I can get a better look at it. Why don't you go ahead and make a dexterity roll? I needed a 60. I got a 48. So you pick up the cage and uh, set it up on the desk. And just as you're about ready to set it down, the rat makes a leap towards your finger holding the cage. And you manage to yank your finger out just in time. And that's how we avoid unleashing the zombie plague on the planet. And uh, at this stage, the two uh, characters join you. I might want to be careful with those suckers. They're doing biological research and here no telling what they pumped that little guy full of. It's not a sucker, it's a rat. Yeah, tomato, tomato. It's not a tomato, it's a rat. I hate to be uh, the one with baggage around here, but I got a call on this radio when I was standing over the elevator. Apparently there's someone trapped down here somewhere. I saw what? She said something about a sub-basement and having a leg pinned. I told her we'd uh, do our best to try and find her and get her out. Hey, give me the crowbar. I reach in and get the crowbar out of my pack and give it to her. All right, bye. Detox, where did she say she was at? All she said uh, was that she was in a sub-basement. So she's a sandwich artist? Yes. I'm assuming this is our bottom-level basement, so there might be a way to go down even farther somewhere around here. Maybe a, probably a small room with a closed-off staircase or something like that. Well, we've got two two doorways, uh, one at the end of this lab and another back in the uh, cafeteria area. What do you make of this? How is there a rat 
First off, we saw nothing on the other floors, and then now there's a, there's live animals? Well, obviously it was the part of some sort of experiment or whatever they were doing down here. Yeah, but from the 80s? Come on now. No animal can last that long. This rat's maybe three or four months old. Unless, and I'm going to pull out the piece of paper that has the HW Industries Elixir of Life on it. Are you telling me they cracked this? I'm going to need you to make a sanity roll, please. Both of us? Just you, buddy. Oh, just me. Okay. Uh, I needed a 49 and I rolled a 30. That's a success. As you pull out this piece of paper, you do get a weird thrill down your back. Ooh. That it dissipates rather quickly. Are you telling me that they they cracked the code and found eternal life? Come on. I'm not saying that's for certain what it is, but, I mean, if this rat really did come in here back in the 70s or 80s when this place was operating and it's still alive... We need to get this rat out of here. This is evidence. It's also incredibly dangerous. I mean... Put it in the cop- the shredder. Right. All right, so I'm going to look around and see if there's anything I can cover it with. Why don't you go to me a spot hidden, please? I needed a 70. I got a 36. So, yeah, you, you're looking around for some sort of thing to cover the cage, and you notice the white sheet nearby. Um, I'm going to grab the sheet. Aw, sheet. As you pick it up, you notice it is a lab coat. Oh, nice. Even thicker than a sheet. But much to your chagrin, you notice that it is a blood-stained lab coat. Oh, boy. And there is an ID card. It says Roy Arroyo. He was dead all this time. What a twist. I'm going to read the name tag. It says Dr. Gregory Dodson. And then you hear two metallic echoes thrum from the west. Roy, you're making your way back through the storage area towards the uh, lobby where the uh, elevator is. And you have your trusty crowbar. I'll go and crowbar open the safe. And what's your strength? 80. You wedge in the the, uh, pry bar just as best you can into the hinge, essentially, and strain to get it open. And just as you're sure that it's not going to do it, it snaps open with a hiss. Yeah, I know. I'm the best. It's a really small safe, but inside is what appear to be binders of some sort with a bunch of written material. I'll read the note. Why don't you go ahead and give me an intelligence check? That'll be cute. <laughs> I need a 50, I got a 98. I didn't fumble. I, uh, uh, uh. I know some of those words, like the, and and, and is, and but. <laughs> he said but. You're looking at these uh, binders, and my god, they are so dense with scientific material. But you're, you're quite sure that uh, somebody or a couple other people with a bit of time on their hands might be able to uh, decipher a bit of this but you're no rocket scientist come on roy it's not rocket surgery i don't get it (laughs) he starts making paper airplanes i guess i'll i'll grab the contents of the safe and head back to the fella is there anything else cool in there no honestly that was it who even needs a safe for that so you collect all the binders and uh squeak on back oh squeak on back to the uh squad so Jack and uh, Detox. While he's looking for something to cover up that cage, I want to open the door at the back of the lab and peek my head through and see what's on the other side. Break on through if you can. Detox approaches the door uh, to the west, and you can clearly see that this is a extremely reinforced door that is controlled 
electronically? First thing I'm going to do is I'm going to check on the phone that I plugged in earlier, the old flip phone that I was charging, and see if it powers up. You're going to open the door with that flip phone? See if it's been long enough to where I can power it up. Uh, go ahead and give me a luck roll. Uh, no, I needed a 61, and I rolled a 93. Does it's not seem to be charged up in time. So I'm going to take the phone and stick it back, but I want to keep the portable, the battery that I've been using to charge it. I want to go over and look at, is there like a, a control panel or something for the, the electronic lock? Like, is it like a, a key card swipe or a number pad or? Yep, exactly right. It is a key card swipe. Okay. Can I like pry the, the panel off of it to get to the electronics underneath it? Absolutely. You could, um, but you understand that that probably would not help you bypass the electronics. The only thing that you could probably do is probably pry this open, or actually a very hard success on electronics would do it. Because okay, I was looking to using the, the the battery bank that I was using to charge the phone to temporarily juice the card reader. Oh, I like Ooh. this. I like this a lot. So I will say that uh, if you were going to attempt that, then that would be, if you, if you rolled a hard success, that'd be fine. Okay, I mean, might as well give it a shot. I only have a 60 in electronics, but no beans. I succeeded, but it's not enough to get a hard success. So we're talking about nine points. You have a lot of luck, guy. I'm sitting at 61 luck, so I could technically spend the nine points. <coughs> spend the luck. I'm going to use those nine points to, to get me down to being able to bypass that lock because I'm interested to see what's in the back here. You pry the panel off for the key card reader and recognize this wire probably went cross-wired with this other wire at just the right time would probably disengage the lock. And that is exactly what happens. And there's a bit of a hiss and the lock on the door uh, disengages. You can quite clearly hear it. And you hear just like a slight bit of uh, scraping of metal on metal as the door opens up. And then you hear from the darkness. And we'll switch back to Roy. I'm on my way back to them with the crowbar and the dumb dumb folder. So Jack, you're you're sort of staring at this lab coat. After I read the Nate tech, I'm gonna check the pockets. The pockets are completely empty. Full of needles. <laughs> no. <laughs> Used heroin needles. You're looking at the name tag, uh, Dr. Gregory Dotson, and like for just a second, you're like, God, that sounds like somebody I, I heard of. Maybe it was the wiki. I don't know. <laughs> I used to own a Dotson. I don't know. But then it just sort of disappears, and uh, and you're like, well, this is a lab coat, and this looks like it might be well used to put on the uh, rat cage. I'm going to proceed with putting it on the rat cage. Cool, and you do, and there's no issue there. And uh, why don't you go give me a spy hidden, please? Whoa! I needed a 70, I got a 9. That's an extreme success. You're putting the uh, lab coat wrapped around the rat cage. You happen to notice what appears to be some sort of backpack on this table to the north. Is it another maroon Jansport backpack? It really stands out. So it's a green Jansport backpack then. I'm going to finish covering the rat and head over to it. It was their limited edition uh, hunting orange. It's bright pink. So let's switch back to detox. The door snaps open with a hiss. It's not made of snakes. 
Oh man, I was looking forward to a door made out of snakes. Make sure my flashlight is on and kind of pointing forward, and I'm going to very slowly push the door opening enough to where I can get a little bit of a view in, and I'm just going to kind of stick my head in with a flashlight and, and look around and make sure there's nothing that's going to kill me inside. Fresh first. meat! There are chambers to the north and the uh, south. To the right of the door as you peer in, there's like a smaller room, which appears to be full of like some sort of electronic stuff. Banks upon banks of some sort of electronic wire grid gray and blank and dark they're ibm off-lease laptops to your left you do see a larger area appears to be some sort of like lobby very very similar to what you had seen towards the uh, elevator area and you do see a what appears to be a um, doorway to uh, a staircase that leads down pachinko roy So you enter the lab to the north, and you can see Jack putting this white lab coat on top of something. You're not quite sure what it is, but he appears to be quite disturbed. Hey, bud, what's the problem? Hey, guy. Uh, well, it's honestly a little disturbing. There's a live rat in a cage. Oh, that's cute. In an abandoned facility that was abandoned in the late 80s. Maybe they gave it a lot of food and water. Who? The people in the 80s. Hey, I'm not going to argue with your logic. Offhand, do you know the life expectancy of a rat? I do. How long? Three years. Plus. 33 years. Boom, right there. Solved. Three, 33 and a third. Naked gun. Yeah, it was the 80s. In the 80s, people live forever. <laughs> they just gave the rat a lot of cocaine. Well, you, you'll you get a chuckle out of this. Detox thought that uh, it was a uh, elixir of life. Idiot. I know, right? That doesn't explain why this rat's still alive, though. So either there's somebody down here that trapped it, it got into the cage and trapped itself, or this rat has been alive since the 1980s. Wait, rats live longer than we give them credit for. Not without food and water, jackass. How do you know that it didn't run out of food and water like a day or two ago? Look at it. It's not malnourished. Yeah, like a day ago. They just left a lot of food. It's plump like a turkey. It's beautiful like a turkey. It's got feathers like a turkey. Oh, shit, it's a turkey. God damn it. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm, ta- I'm taking it with us. It's the only thing we found that's alive in the last three floors we visited. Are you going to Richard gear it? No, but uh, just so you know, if we have to, detox can be the mule. I mean, I'm pretty excited for us to find uh, Dan so we can not have to hang out with Detox Oh, I didn't anymore. even think of that. Dan can be the mule. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Serves him right. Well, I'm going to uh, run this back to the elevator real quick. Go check and see what Detox is up to. Detox. Detox. I'm going to take a look at those computers on the uh, the right side. I go, hello, my beauties. And I'm going to step in and towards them to get a closer look to see if I can't determine like what they were used as back in the day. So I'm going to need you to make several rolls. Oh, God. The first roll is going to be spot hidden. Uh, I needed a 59 roll to 28. That's a success. The second roll I'm going to need you to make is listen. Oh, I needed a 59 roll to 69. That's a failure. You step into the northern end of this chamber and you see all of the diodes and electronic equipment, all dark, all circa 1980, whatever. It all looks really fascinating. Like, this surely must have been part of some sort of military operation that controlled 
something much more. Your mind immediately goes towards the staircase. Like what could be below this facility? Or more importantly, what could be controlling all of the equipment that you've seen prior to this so all of the uh, computers and so forth that you've seen on the upper floors and you're kind of salivating because my god this is like 1980s computer shit that uh, sounds pretty cool but unfortunately you're so absorbed in your examination of these diodes and computer banks that you do not hear the footsteps clamoring behind you and rushing at you. They're Russian? Damn you, Vladimir Putin. Just a few feet away, you hear, Finally! And we're going to switch back to Jack and Roy. I was taking the rat to the elevator. Do we hear something? Well, I don't know. Why don't you go ahead and give me a listen roll? Okay. I needed a 28. I got a 53. That's a fail. I needed a 55. I got an 89. That's a fail. So you're back towards the elevator. All right, I'm going to put it in the elevator. On top of the uh, dead body? No, I'm going to put it next to it. It needs to sit flat. Are you going to give him a name? And then I'm going to head back towards uh, the lab where um, Detox was at, see what Detox found out. Roy, I think, was going over to check on Detox while I did this. Yep. We're going to actually go into combat now. I haven't gone in yet. And I feel like if Roy opened the door and saw that going on, he would just close the door and walk away. <laughs> Well, th- that is going to be your option here in a minute. When it comes your turn. <laughs> yes. But but you're actually the second round, so we'll find out what happens with you. So we're going to establish the uh, rank and dex order. So my dex is 50. I'm a 70. So you get to go first. So here's what happens. Detox is kind of absorbed in all of the electronic equipment to the north when... They barely, at the last moment, detect someone rushing up behind them who says, Finally, I'm so glad someone can help me. Detox whirls around to see a person, some sort of humanoid creature, dripping with gelatinous fluid from their skin and bones, wide-eyed. And they say, I'm Scott. Kelburton, nice to meet you. And then lashes out at you. But you have the drop on them. So it is up to you to determine what happens first. Well, seeing as he obviously wants to try and do some harm, I'm going to reach back to my bag and swing out the collapsible asp that I carry as a self-defense weapon and flick it open so that I can obviously strike back at him. Basically like um, a collapsible baton. Have at it. I'm going to take a swing at the knees to see if I can't cut him off and get him to foom right onto his face. Go ahead and take your swing. I needed a 45 and I rolled an 84. That's a failure. They're going to try to strike back. So I needed 40 and uh, I rolled a 41, which is a total miss. So that is a draw. That was your attack and now it's their attack. And so they're going to lash out at you and try to hit you. And they needed a 40 and they rolled a 75. Uh, I'm going to duck down and out of the way of his swing and as I go past, I'm going to just whack out behind me just to try and connect. Excuse me? Uh, I'm going through the missed connection section on Craigslist. (laughs) I needed a 45. I rolled a 55. That is a failure. So what you notice is this person is just dripping black ichor. It's almost like its whole body is liquefied and it's tittering 
the entire time that it is attacking you. And I'm going to need you to make a sanity roll, please. Nice titters. <laughs> uh, I needed a 49. I'll roll a 32. That's a success. So you barely managed to keep hold of your sanity as this thing had clambered up the staircase from below and snuck up behind you while you were examining the electronics. And now you're not sure what the fuck's going to happen because you are cut off from the door back into the lab. So, Roy, you see a flash of darkness across the doorway towards that west end, and you hear Detox grunting in a way that you've never heard them before. It's west end girls. Careful. I'll knock on the door. (laughs) Are you decent? Wilderness girls. Housekeeping. <laughs> they fluff your pillows? I'll open the door and peek my head in. And you see immediately some weird, rubbery, black shadow who is clearly attacking Detox, who was trying to defend themselves. I have a plan here, but I don't know how well it will work out. Maybe I will help, maybe I won't, I don't know. Let me think. Hold on. So, I'll wait till Jack, and then I'll feed him a plan. Detox, you're, like, defending yourself against the shadow, and you see Roy appear in the doorway over the shoulder of the shadow shape, and he's sort of, like, looking curiously. Don't just stand there, you bloody idiot. Do something! And then I'm gonna take an overhead swing at it. Hey! And I connect! I needed a 45, I rolled a 24. That is a six and five points of damage. Nice. Let's see what happens when he uh, counteracts that. And he misses. So he needed a 41 and he rolled a 54. So uh, yeah, he takes uh, five points of damage. So your baton sort of slaps down on him and you see this squirt of black ichor. Ew. Slough off onto one of the walls and the liquid actually sort of sizzles slightly. Oh, shit. Oh, God. And a cold chill goes over you as you realize that he is in front of you and the exit. And he rears up and slashes back at you with both hands. And he rolled a 42, so he narrowly misses you. And his claws sort of dig into a panel of electronics to your left, and it collapses next to you. Roy, what would you like to do? I'll shoot him with the flare gun. All right, roll away. And I needed a 24. I got a 57. That's a fail. Yeah, thanks for lighting me on fire. So the flare gun goes wild. Ooh, spring break. Lands in the northeast corner of the room and blossoms out into like a fireworks display. But more importantly, the creature turns towards Roy. I figured. Its mouth opens wide and it drips. And it says, mine. So Detox, things are not looking great. And right now you can clearly sense the stink off of this thing. It just smells like a liquefied walking corpse. So while he has his claws kind of sunk into the electronics, I'm going to try and get around him to closer towards Roy in the door. That sounds like a dodge to me. Which is not going to go well because I have a 35. Ow. I needed a 35. I rolled a 47. I did not make that. Are we going to let that stand? Yeah. Okay. As you attempted to jump over prostrate form of the uh, creature, it sort of sneers and you can tell that a bit of it was playing possum 
unfortunately, you had already attempted to dodge past, and it rears back and snags at you. This is going to be nasty. So you're going to take one point of damage as it rears back and snaps you in the thigh with its claw sinking deep into your flesh. Okay. So you feel, obviously, the pain of this thing sinking into your flesh, but you also feel a creeping cold. Roy? So you see Detox attempt to jump over and escape, but this thing nails them in the thigh. I'm fleeing right now towards the elevator, I guess. Thanks a lot, asshole. Because I think, I don't care about you. I've known you for, like, one scenario, and I have no weapons at all. What am I going to do, punch it? You have a crowbar! Well, I mean, it's not going to go well. I'll hit him once. I'll try once. (laughs) Go ahead and uh, do a uh, fight and brawl. I needed a 25. I got a 37. I should have fleed. For a moment, you are considering fleeing from the scene, and then a wave of uh, conscience overtakes you, and you rear back and take a swing at the thing and bury the crowbar just like six inches from its skull. And it looks up at you and goes, Scott Kelbert does not like you. I like the way we're just fighting Venom. Scott Kelbert? Dude, we went to college together! Detox, you're sort of laying on the ground like, oh, fuck, something just nailed me in the uh, thigh, and not in a good way. I'm going to take a second to recover and say, I did not give you a permission to touch me like that, and I'm going to swing down at his arm. Nice. Have at it. That's a success. I needed a 45, I rolled a 42. That is a further four points of damage. Sorry. They totally saw you coming. They needed uh, something for a dodge, and they rolled a two, which is an extreme success. They're form almost like changes to liquid and then reconstitutes in the solid form it leans back at you and grins oh jesus and now it's going to jump at roy who is blocking the path needed a 40 it rolled a 47 what would you like to do roy you can dodge Fight back. I'll fight back. Roll away. Needed a 25. Got a 42. That's a fail. So it, it does not advance towards the door, but neither uh, you you don't take any uh, damage and you do not do any damage. And now it is Roy's turn. It attempted to lash out at you, and now it's basically right before you. Well, I'm going to try and hit it again. I have to hit one of these rolls. Roll away. Ah. Uh, I needed a 25. I got a 37. It's going to fight back at you, and it misses. It snags one of the walls, and you can see as it attempts to lash out at you with its hand, its flesh hits the wall next to your head, and you feel like a little bit of a spatter, and the ichor just drips down the wall. Detox, you are laying half on the ground. You attempted to swing at this thing, but missed completely. But now you have this wound in your leg, and it's bleeding, but it's kind of black blood coming out of the wound. This creature is now attacking Roy. Excuse me, sir, I don't think we were done dancing yet, and I'm going to take another swing at him. You're bad at one-liners. I needed a 45, I rolled an 89. That is a failure. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, I think uh, this thing is probably going to try to fight back at you. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Nice fighting, guys. Asshole. And as you uh, attempt to swack it with your uh, asp, it slashes out at you with a back claws on its feet and sort of spits at you. And uh, you you manage to uh, evade. 
Now it's its attack. And it's going to concentrate back on Roy. Oh, wow. wow. Who could have seen that? So it, it lashes out at you trying to grasp either side of your head. Whoa. It just wants a kiss. And you rear back just managing to evade it. But what would you like to do? Fight back. I need a 25. I got a 51. That's a fail. Wow. Who could have seen this coming? Now it's Roy's attack. Guess what? I'm going to do again. I'm going to fumble soon, and it's going to go bad. I'm going to hit my crowbar. Oh, I needed a 25. I got a 21. That's a success, and it's going to dodge and void it. I guarantee it. It's going to attempt to dodge, and it rolls a 65 and misses. So go ahead and roll D d8. I'm going to get a 1. <laughs> Good call. You jinxed yourself. I didn't jinx myself. I knew what was going to happen. So you barely managed to just glance off the uh, jaw of the creature. But it still looks completely, like, perplexed as to how you did this. And uh, as it shakes itself off, you can see a new determination in its eyes. Roy, you can see it look towards the doorway that you left open behind you. And Jack, you hear some sort of commotion back in the lab from which once you came. Got it. I'm going to double time it, maybe triple time it back to the lab. Detox, you notice this creature, Scott Kelburton, whoever this thing might be, is no longer interested in you or Roy. It is now making its way through the door. I'm going to take another swing at the the back of his knees to try and get him to to stumble so he can't make it out the door. I needed a 45. I rolled a 30. That is a success. And unfortunately, this uh, creature could not dodge it. I rolled a 44. And that's an additional four points of damage. So this thing clearly is feeling the brunt of your attacks. It is going to attempt to muscle its way past Roy. And Roy, what would you like to do? I'll hit it and miss, but I'll hit it. I'll try. Boom. Oh, 25, 7, hard success. It attempts to claw its way past you through the door. Unfortunately for it, you were on your guard and you slam the uh, pry bar directly into its back. Go ahead and roll damage and we're going to do D8. 7. Jack, you race towards the lab area. Yes. You you happen to see this disgusting humanoid creature that is dripping black goo. I'm going to need you to make a sanity roll. I don't want to. Good answer. I needed a 78 and I got a 62. I have my gun out, by the way. So you, you see this uh, creature clambering through the door with its white eyes but black goo body. Just behind it, you see Roy take his crowbar and slam it into the back of this thing and pin it to the ground. Nice. Where it writhes for about 30 seconds and then becomes still. Tune in next time for Chapter 7, Bloodlines. All right, what are your thoughts about the investigation so far? What are your theories about what's going on? We lost all our combat power when I stopped playing Dan. Yeah. I'm thinking that uh, there might be something to this elixir of life. I'm thinking that maybe um, it does prolong life, but it it has extreme side effects. Like making your body into black goo? Yeah, yeah. But the rat was not affected if that is the actual rat from the 1980s. Um, I mean, without 
testing it and looking at it and all that stuff in better lighting, we won't know. But I don't really know much about this creature except what I saw Roy Arroyo just doing just now. So I don't know anything about the ooze or the black, any of that stuff. So, But what about Dan? Yeah, I, still no clue as to if he's even here, really. Except for the boat. That's all we have to know if he's even here. And if he is here, what if he found... Obviously, he didn't find what we found because we opened that door. I'm sure he couldn't have. He didn't have the expertise. But what if he got to the lower levels where he found a serum or something and took it? For what purpose? To get his to get Sam back? To t- travel to another dimension? I have no idea. I don't know, okay? <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, you're like, theories, but then they have to be super well thought out I or else I won't even listen to them. <laughs> I don't even have a cape. That's just a theory. A half-baked theory. Thanks for watching. Alright, guys. It's time for recommendos. Please roll D100. I rolled a 62. I rolled a 28. I got a 21. I rolled a 37. Brian, then Matt, then me, then Gabe. Brian, please tell us your recommendo. Okay, so my last recommendo was a British game show. My next recommendo is a British game show. I've gone down the frickin' YouTube tunnel and I can't get out! It's a 8 out of 10 cats does countdown. They have every single episode on YouTube. <laughs> it's extremely funny. What it is is basically countdown, which I don't know if you're familiar with that, but you have, um, they, they put up a scramble of, of letters and you have to make the longest word you can out of those letters. And they're broken up into two teams. So whichever team gets the longest word gets those points. Then they also have a segment with numbers. So you'll pick six numbers, small numbers and large numbers, and then they will generate a number for you. And you have to try to figure that out in long division. They put a spin on it. They have comedians, two very, very smart people that are on a team, separate teams, and then two people that just come on as comedians to entertain and to try to play the game. But I think the part that I like most about this show is the... They always have the person who puts up the numbers, like the Vanna White. Um, She's a gorgeous woman who puts up the numbers and letters, but she's also a mathematician. She can solve everything in her head which is freaking amazing. So she knows, as soon as she sees the numbers, she can look and see the scramble of numbers and and see exactly what the answer will be before anybody else. To distract them while the 30 seconds is ticking down, the host, Jimmy Carr, performs in a little tiny stage in front of everybody something strange. There was an Irish dancing. The latest one I watched was a, um, he he opened up a book that said uh, nudism for beginners and he went behind a screen and then a, a person came out, obviously not him, completely naked and faced the contestants that are trying to figure out the math problem completely nude, showing everything. Just very funny, very distracting, very lighthearted. There's no editing on the language, because in Britain they don't really care if you say the F word or shit or balls or knob or anything like that. Very funny, so definitely check it out. It's called uh, 8 Out of 10 Cats uh, Does Countdown. And the entire 12 years of shows are on YouTube. All right, well, we'll, we'll be sure to be on the lookout for your knob, Brian. Uh, how about you, uh, Matthew? This week, I'm going to recommend a, a new indie game called Simuland. Simuland is a, it's a, it's a godlike game, but the entire gimmick is that you don't have direct control over your little tribe of people that you rule over. 
you can indirectly influence them and the environment around them by playing different kinds of cards. So you have, you know, weather cards that can change the terrain around them. So if you play, you know, a rain card over an area, it might turn the, the plains into a swamp. Or if you play a sun card, it might dry it out and turn it into a desert. And on top of this, you can do things like um, inter- like make plants show up or uh, make trees show up. And depending on where you put these cards in different biomes, they become and do different things. And the whole goal is to kind of indirectly influence and move your little group of people along from just being, you know, a a couple of primitives all the way up to the point where they can build a rocket and launch it into space or potentially, you know, break the the time-space continuum and come after you. It doesn't seem like there's a whole lot there, but once you get into the card system and the whole idea behind it of combining cards and kind of trying to to get people to do what you want them to do, it can actually be a pretty deep game. And the games can be pretty quick, too, so you can run three or four rounds in this and then hop off and you haven't wasted a whole lot of time. Or if you're me, you play for two and a half hours straight. Either way, it's a really great and it's a really interesting take on the the godlike genre. And it's only $5 on Steam, so... It's called Similand. S-I-M-M-I-L-A-N-D. Thank you, Matthew. My recommendo for tonight is 1975's Profondo Rosso, a.k.a. Deep Red. Directed by Dario Argento, starring David Hemmings from Barbarella, Dario Nicolati from Suspiria, Gabriela Lavia, Beyond the Door, and Macha Meriel Vegabond, which I love. I love that movie. It is a classic giallo story of a musician who witnesses a murder and becomes too curious for his own good, playing detective and stumbling upon more bodies along the way. And of course, this being a Dario Argento flick, there is beautiful cinematography with amazing red-blue lighting and black gloves, which Dario Argento wears, which perform complex murder pieces, shadowy clues, faulty memory, repressed traumatic child events, bloody kills, and gorgeous Roma. And, of course, the amazing Goblin soundtrack. This is one of my favorite giallos. It's uh, incredibly uh, violent, creepy, and disgusting, with a little bit of perversion tossed in there. And I just really love the whole detective story thing where an everyday man is suddenly tossed into this murder mystery and who is also a suspect who must clear his his or her own uh, identity. I highly recommend, like, I I love Suspiria on a different level because it is psychologically and artistically much more complex. But Deep Red is like, boom, murder mystery, uh, Hitchcock, really lots of fun. And it's got a really creepy-ass weird doll. Highly recommend a Profondo Rosso Deep Red. Red is magnifique. Ah, magnifique. Gabe, close us out, baby. I am going to recommend a movie. It is called Thoroughbreds. It came out in 2017. Uh, it didn't get a lot of play, but it was excellent. It's got Anton Yelchin, Olivia Cook, Anya Taylor Joy, and they're like two upper class young girls, one of whom feels no emotion, and one of them who feels like every emotion. And they're friends, and they're scheming to kill an abusive stepfather. First of all, it's hilarious. If you like dry humor, 
all the interactions between one who is super emotional and one who is emotionless are just absolutely hysterical because they just can't understand each other, like with each other's point of view. And watching them try and work it out is hilarious. And also, there's like some mystery science theater 3000 elements because there is like parts of the movies where they're just commentating over other movies with their afflictions being brought into it. So it's an excellent movie. Uh, so I'd recommend that, Thoroughbreds. Nice. Good recommendation on that one. All right, guys. Well, unfortunately, that's going to be it for this episode of the Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you download your regular podcasts. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Meanwhile, you can find us at thelovecrafttapes.com with links to all our recommendos and social media channels, including Facebook, Reddit, YouTube, and our Discord server, where you can chat with us and Matt in real time. Sometimes during the recording. You can find me on Twitter at Lovecraft Tapes. Uh, and if anybody happens to know how to dispose of a body that isn't quite a human body, uh, you know, just let me know on Twitter over at uh, the Real Weird Kid. And if you want to talk to me for some dumb reason, you can find me at Lovecraft Gabe. And if you want to reach me and let me know uh, how long a rat actually lives, <laughs> lifespan, I need to know this. You can reach me at Brian Podcasts. Until next time. Roll for rats. <laughs> the Lovecraft Tapes podcast is copyright 2018. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes. Made me panic with the hands coming up to clap. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Yeah, actually, let's go ahead and do that. So on on three, one, a two, a three. Ooh, that was a good one. That sounded really good, actually. (laughs) Baby. Yay, us. I'm I'm slightly hard. No, no, not slightly. Welcome to the ASMR craft tapes. I would just like to say that I... Today I will be eating a peach person, <laughs> person. honeydew melon. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>